And welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. This is your boy, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre from the Midwest. It's me, your man, The Hour. I know that I'm losing my audience. I'm not that great at this yet. But folks, folks, today's a good day. It's my day off from work. I work in the healthcare department. I help people order food. That's what I do for a living. I work at a rehab center. And I uh, get to talk to different people at the hospital. So recently, I, was, uh, I had a patient of mine who is a New York Mets fan. And he lives in Michigan now, and his wife is from Michigan. And he's lived here for the last 35, 30 years. And I guess the interesting thing about you know people is that People come from different backgrounds, different culturals, different light, uh, uh, stream of light. And, and it was interesting that I was able to have a conversation about uh, baseball or some politics with this guy. And he, he made it clear that, that even though the Dodgers should be in Brooklyn, he he knows that people from New York City who are Mets fan want that New York Mets to create a new dynasty, a new wave of 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 cultural and and they they're a little bit resentful that people like me who are somewhat of a history uh, baseball nerd uh, we want the Dodgers back in 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 New York. And I get it. I get it why people from New York who are Mets fans who do not want people like me to to give anything compliment the Dodgers over the Mets and and let's face it, uh nineteen sixty nine it was a miracle year for the New York Mets and they won the World Series. Uh they also won it in nineteen eighty six. About two years after the Detroit Tigers won in '84, and he made a good point with the uh, with the uh, with the Mets that the Mets do good when the D- Detroit Tigers do good. As most of you know, I love my Detroit Tigers and my Detroit teams, and and so on and so forth. But it was interesting that in 1968, the Detroit Tigers won the World Series, and then the year after that. The Mets won their World Series. And in 1984, the uh, Detroit Tigers won a second World Series. And in the ni- uh, 1986, the Mets won it. And uh, it's kind of cool how, you know, how you can connect things like that and and kind of be uh, superstitious about different uh, things about life. As most people don't know or know, uh, baseball athletes are super suspicious. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, superstitions. They are they're willing to do the same thing over and over again as long as they keep winning. So that means if they don't change their hats it, in a in a winning streak, they won't change that hat or their underwear, or their socks, or some one of some form. And 
that's basically baseball tradition. And I I love baseball. I think the reason why I love baseball is because it's a thinking man sport. As one of my friends from an old job of mine about 15 years said, you know, you can have a lot of great pitchers that throw 99, 95 miles an hour fastball. You can get a guy who's basically control baseball uh, pitcher who who throws the ball based on location. That be, that can be awesome as well. But as a as a as a pitcher, you don't want to throw the ball right down the middle and think that you can get um, the ball past every hitter sooner or later your your hitters the hitters will pick up on that speed of that ball and catch up with it and if you're a pitcher who's based on sliders and curveballs if you don't have a fastball in command and you are missing uh the plates off a curveball slider or 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 sinker the the hitter is not going to swing. So if you're the guy that throws the ball about 85 to 89 miles an hour and it's a curveball slider and you don't hit the plate or you in that strike zone area, the umpires aren't going to call it for you. So same thing with a guy who throws a fastball 99, 95 miles an hour. If you can't hit the location of the pitch, the hitters are not going to swing unless they're a desperate person, a batter who is not really good at anything. I and um, as as much as we're on the talk about topic about baseball, I will say people are probably uh, not interested in baseball probably because of many different reasons. I think one of the number one reasons that we all, that most of us are not paying attention to baseball is baseball season goes from April 1 to about the first week of November for the World Series. Could they change that? Yes. Do they need to? I think so. What should they do? One, I think they should start baseball season in May, and I think they they should cut at least twenty games out of out of the regular season. So, and I think uh, teams instead of uh, playing each other three or four times in a year in the same division, you should play that those teams three times or two times in a division. So if it's a so if it's a uh, it's uh, the best of series at three, instead of seeing that team twelve times in your division, you see them nine times. You could also make it that uh, you have a four game uh, uh, a four game schedule with the same team instead of three. So. By having a four-game schedule, you you'll cut off a week, at least a week of baseball season, so that by the time you get to the playoffs 
fans and the other audience and other people that don't really pay attention, it's much more manageable for them to to keep up with the sport. You're competing, baseball's competing with the college football and the NFL. And when you got two big sports and now they're the American sports, college football and professional football are basically America's pastime now, where it used to be baseball. And and when you have to compete with the NFL and the college football, you're basically kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So a, another suggestion I would say for baseball is is have the playoffs begin in around the mid September or maybe the second week of September have the the more uh, playoff teams involved in a three game series so you add two or three more teams to each, each side but by the time you hit uh, the first week of of October you would have you would have uh, the division championship series or the American championship series and the and the in the National League championship series and by the second week in October that would be the World Series in itself um, another suggestion I would say about uh, baseball is make the games more relevant when I mean more relevant I mean like time and in scheduling so for the playoffs I would just kill three games on a Thursday Friday and Saturday games and then you would have to take a day off and then we'll do Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday games so that's a six game series but by the time you get to the championship game that would be only that would series would only be the one with seven games or the best of or the team that would have to win four games out of seven. Uh, another aspect of baseball that should change is probably getting rid of teams that are not marketable for for majority of baseball fans. And what I mean is like Tampa Bay Rays and the Diamondbacks. Of course, people are like, why would you get rid of Diamondbacks? They won a World Series in 2008. And Tampa Bay has been a playoff contention for the last five to six years. And I would tell you most people don't care about Tampa Bay. And most people don't care about Arizona. And people would say, well... What makes you think that people care about Detroit Tigers? Well, first of all, we're one of the oldest teams in Major League Baseball. Second of all, there's some historical aspect about being one of the only states with four different uh, different fr- uh, franchise teams in one in, in one city. Uh, I I think I think the reason why I think they should at least cut at least cut out to f- at least two or three teams on each side 
it is so that the fans can keep up with the players and the teams instead of trying to figure out who's still in the playoffs and who's not, what team is this. The Miami Marlins or Florida Marlins is another team that is not necessary to have baseball. And it has nothing to do with the, with the Latino community in Miami. It has to do with the people that just don't care to go to see a game in Miami. Uh, as, as we all probably know that Miami is a place where a lot of uh, uh, residents and even tourists will go to the, to the ocean side and they're not going to spend time in Miami watching a baseball game. And I also think that with the Tampa Bay Rays, they would have the same problem as well, that they would have people coming into town for vacation and Disneyland and Disney stuff. They wouldn't go see a game. And I don't know too many residents in Tampa that would would go see a baseball game because majority of the people are probably senior citizens or they probably just want to go to the beach and enjoy their time. So that in itself is part of the problem with Tampa. Uh, Arizona is super high. They're, I think they're inside the stadium. But no one wants to go sit there and watch a baseball game because it's Arizona. There's other things to do profoundly, I guess, in Arizona. Uh, but I do think I do think that by cutting at least two or three teams on each side of the division, uh, talent base, uh, you could distribute uh, better players on average teams and by having the average teams be uh, somewhat a lot better is a lot more advanced than having one or two teams like the Yankees and the L.A. Dodgers and maybe Atlanta Braves and I can't even think of a of, a, of American another American team that would be relevant to the competition. So I guess you would say maybe Boston, but Boston and New York are are really natural rivals. So that series in itself is 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 uh secured but you need more rivals more more teams that are are uh people would want to watch people want to see people want to uh follow their uh, their heroes or their favorite teams um one of the series that i think the tigers should give up as a uh as as a interleague are the is the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't understand why we play that series. I don't really care to care about the Pittsburgh Pirates unless they made it to the World Series. I think Detroit would make a lot better sense if they had, uh, if they could go down to New York and play the Mets uh, and, or more of the St. Louis Cardinals rivalry. Uh, I think that I think that um, Milwaukee Brewers would be a lot better series for the Tigers to be involved in because it's a it's a Wisconsin 
Uh, it's part of the Big Ten. Anyways, uh, they also have the Green Bay Packers, and we all know about that lopsided rivalry be- between the Green Bay Packers and the and the Detroit Lions, which isn't in existence in itself. But I do think that the Tigers should give up that rivalry between Pittsburgh and and play Milwaukee, St. Louis, um, or, um, God, I don't even know. I know Milwaukee, St. Louis, and maybe the New York Mets. And... And they should focus on that more than the Pittsburgh Steelers because it's a dumb series. It's not remarkable. I think Pittsburgh should play the White Sox more. I think the Yankees should play Pittsburgh more. Or Cleveland Guardians should play Pittsburgh because the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, are they have a certain rivalry. In the in their home state of 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 Ohio, that would make a lot more sense. Uh, what else could I talk about? I guess I'm going to talk about David Ortiz Hall of Fame knot, and um, I guess he's the first DH player to make it to to the Hall of Fame, and is a f- first time of being able to be elected to the Hall of Fame. I I don't know what to tell you. I think I think David Ortiz is a kind of a long stretch for me to think about him as a as a Hall of Famer because majority of his career was basically on a DH. Uh, if we would look up Mr. David Ortiz's uh, stats. Uh, let me go to that as well, and we can discuss Mr. Ortiz's stats. Uh, Mr. Ortiz, Ortiz, stats. Um, oops. Let me go back, let me go back, let me go back. Here we go. All right. So... Mr. Ortiz had a basically from 2003 to 2016, he played with the Red Sox. And it looks like his overall uh, uh, stats are roughly around 280, 290 batting average. Uh, had at least about 500 home runs, uh, 565, I think. Uh, let's see. No, I'm sorry. So he has a career stat of 541 home runs, uh, a lifetime batting average of 286. Um, he's got only, well, let's see here. Let's see, how many hits does this man have? Well, he doesn't tell me. So I don't, for example, for someone to be on DH and never had played defense for the last six years or ten years of his career and he had a phenomenal bat, 
I think that is a, to me, it's, I mean, if you can't play in the infield or outfield and they're keeping you for certain moments is is a waste of money. Uh, I think they needed a, Boston needed a superheroic person like David Ortiz, kind of like a Superman uh, format, I guess. I, I don't know what to call it. But only to have a 286 batting average is a far fetch for me. And 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 it, I don't know. I just feel like it I just feel like it's easier for batters to to be totally relaxed, not worry about being on the field, not worry about creating errors. Uh, I think that to me is an advantage for the DHs. DH batters, uh, they only have to hit. And some people would argue with me and say, well, hitting is difficult. It is difficult. It is because I can't hit. But I do think it's a far fetch of watching people sit the bench all day long, uh, 181 games, and then you're, no, I'm sorry, 162 games, 63 games a year, and you're just kind of like, hmm. I don't feel like I just can't play no more. So I'm happy for David Ortiz. I'm happy for the people of Boston. But I just think that I'm surprised that he uh, that he made it to the Hall of Fame. Uh, another person I think that might be a little bit overrated is uh, Derek Jeter, Kalamazoo boy um, from the state of Michigan. That should be overwhelmingly lovable towards Derek Jeter. I think Derek Jeter uh, was around better batters in New York, so they had to pitch to Derek Jeter. I don't think that if he was on a bad team in Kansas City or bad team in the Diamondbacks or Cincinnati or any other team out there, I think he would have had a about 285 average uh, batting. I I know that I know people from the state of Michigan, like myself, are a bit annoyed by the fact that I think uh, Mr. Jeter is overrated. Um, let me see here. As the stats. Well, the crazy thing about Derek Jeter is that he played for like 20 years. And if you play for 20 years, you're going to be somewhat decent. You're going to have to be good. Uh, it doesn't really give me... It doesn't really give me any type of... All right, here we go. So career stats. Uh, let's see here. I will say this. It's pretty phenomenal that he's got 3,465 hits. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong because it's very difficult to to hit anything. And the order you get, your, your, your reflex get a lot slower. So he's got 340, 300 and 465 hits in his career. Um... Uh, He's only got 260 
home runs, which is not a big deal. For a guy that is not that strong and is a contact hitter, it's pretty good. Uh, one of the more phenomenal things about Derek Jeter is uh, stolen bases of 356. Far, far, far behind of uh, of uh, Mr. Ricky Henderson. But um, but I I feel like I feel like I don't know I just feel like the Yankees had a lot better uh, pitching. Uh, I think they were protected by their pitching back in the two thousands. I think they had somewhat decent hitters. Giambi, uh, I think he was kind of a hit and miss type of guy for those Yankees. Uh, can't really say much about the Yankees because I, I'm i a much more of a Don Manley fan and a Lou Gehrig fan. I'm not a really big uh, Staten uh, fan. I, I'm i not a big fan of, uh, of uh, Mr. Uh, Aaron Judge. I think he's a big guy. I think he's almost too big. Uh, I think he strikes out a lot because... He's so tall and so uh, massive of size that it's difficult for him to get his hands around his body so that he can make contact with a baseball. But when he does make contact with a baseball, he hits pretty far. So I can't argue with that. And, and I do think that uh, Staten, uh, I am very uh, interested in how Staten keeps on hitting the ball with two hands and doesn't let go of the bat. And I don't know if that's actually hurting him or not. And his stance is open, which I find it interesting because for it, well, it's, I don't, I don't know how to say, it. I don't think it's open. I think it's kind of like semi closed. And then when he comes around with the bat, his body kind of opens up and his bat, with two hands on the bat, not one. So when he makes contact with the ball, he basically doesn't let go of the bat. He keeps both hands on the bat, which is a phenomenal thing to do. I can't do it. I only got one good hand. But uh, I do think uh, the Yankees are somewhat overrated. And I think the Boston uh are now overrated. I think Boston buys a lot of the players and the Yankees buy a lot of their athletes. And year in and year out, I think their pitching is going to be uh, what's going to stop the Yankees from ever winning a World Series. I think their pitching is uh, a bit weak. Uh, I sometimes think that the Yankees will buy home run hitters or strong hitters or or men who are who are enormous in size. Uh, um, for example, if Stanton, Stanton doesn't hit a home run, he's like 1 in 15, 2 in 25. But when he starts to hit home runs, he's, he's like 9 for 15 and making contact. Uh, I do think that the Yankee Stadium is also uh, built uh, 
so that the ball carries to the right field. Um, but saying that, I do love baseball, so I'm not really. I would not tell you that I don't like the Yankees and I don't like Boston. I love, I love all the teams. My favorite is Detroit Tigers. And unfortunately, the Detroit Tigers um, keep giving up their their prospects for players who are what semi awesome or great. Uh, uh, we keep giving up players. I mean, I just don't get it. I just I think Avia is overthinking about the youth of the team, and then he wants experienced players on the team. But the most of the experienced players on the team are 250 average. I'm not going to give out names because uh, I know they're trying their best, and it's not it's not really nice. But I do think that Alex Avia Sr., uh, I think he needs to go. I think he needs to. I think they need a new uh, GM, someone that understands uh, the the players that they're that they're about to trade is dumb, or give their up their on their prospects. Um, I will say this about Tampa, even though I don't like Tampa Bay Rays, only because they're in Tampa, they have a great farm system. And I think the St. Louis Cardinals have a great farm system, and that's why they're always competing in the in the playoffs or on the edge of the playoffs. And I think that's that's the way to go. I think a lot of teams will give up on players and and chase the chase the dragon, I guess you'd call it, or the to obtain the World Series by giving up on their prospects and not developing their triple A teams or double A teams. And for some reason they think they can win the World Series. I think a lot of pitching I think pitching is is a bit of a whack job too. I think uh going back to why I like baseball, you can't throw the ball down the middle ninety five miles an hour and try to blow past somebody. Even Sammy Colfax said that that when I stopped trying to strike out players and started to pitch to the bat um, to to the hitters to make contact is when I became a better pitcher. And I think the problem with baseball pitchers isn't so much that they're uh, getting worn out; is so much that they are not being taught that. There is a moment of, of throwing 95 hours, uh, excuse me, throwing the ball nine, 95 miles an hour. And it is better to make contact with, have the hitter make contact with the ball and get him out with only using five to six pitches per hitter than using 12 to 15 and trying to strike the guy out. Uh, I do think that uh, baseball uh, teams should check their um, their uh, their radio and understand that when a hitter sees the pitcher by the third time, the hitter has already figured out what the pitcher is doing. But that doesn't go to say that hitters 
I'm, I'm sorry, that that the pitching coach should then tell the pitchers of what not to do and to do something completely opposite than what the hitter is expecting the pitcher to do. I think there's a strategy in baseball that these uh, coach uh, these coaches are not using. I think they're not throwing the ball inside enough to scare off the Statins and the judges and and Pujols. Pujols is ancient now, but Mike Trout is an example that you need to throw the ball inside, um, maybe by his hands or by his stomach, just get him off the plate. Um, uh, understanding that, understanding the the element of the game and the time and the period of the game. If you got, for example, if you know the game is one one, and Mike Trout comes up to bat, and there's no one out, and and you need to get Mike Trout off the plate, either a hit him or two come close to hitting him. And if you walk him, that's just one walk. And depending on who's up to bat, before him or after him is what you decide what you want to do with Mike Trout. Uh, I think that a lot of these pitchers are are not, they're just not using their brains. I think the pitching coaches are not using their brains. I think they're kind of, I think they're, they're relying on way too much Pitch counts and how many balls you thrown, or how many uh, at the plate. Um, you, they're just—they're not. Pitchers are not trying to win the game no more. They're trying to survive the game. Um, so by trying to survive in the game, you're not actually doing what you're supposed to do. So by trying to win the game, you would do the most obvious. Hit the best pitcher once every six games that you see them. Make, get them off the plate. Uh, rely on more locations and different pitches. Um, uh, just being more daring and trying to learn uh, two or three more pitches than just learning how to throw the fastball and then the curveball or the curveball and the slider or the slider and the curveball, whatever you want to call it. But I do think pitchers need to learn at least three good pitches to throw to be a decent baseball player. So that's my intake about baseball. And... I hope you like listening to it. Uh, I know he's not really professionally on stats, but I'm a baseball guy. I like watching baseball, even if I'm working. Uh, you don't have to watch every play or every pitch. So you can always listen to my pack podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Uh, shout out to... All the people who are listening to it, thank you, and come again. And this is your boy, the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Peace and love, and I'm out of here.